This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and give us a call right now with your home improvement question. Your do-it-yourself dilemma. The number is 888-MONEYPIT. It is the ho-ho home improvement season. We know there's a project on your to-do list, something that you want to tackle before the end of the year. Maybe you're getting your house ready for holiday visitors. Maybe you want to start off the new year right with a resolution that you want to plan for to get done in your house. All great questions. Pick up the phone and help yourself first by calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. This is a popular time of year for the roaring fire in the fireplace. Kind of goes hand in hand with the holidays, right? But if you've neglected your chimney, you could be facing a giant hazard. So this hour, we're going to teach you how to maintain your chimney and stay safe. That's right. You know, safety should also be a top concern if you've got kids or you're expecting guests who have kids during the holidays. Now, thousands of children are injured in the home this time of year. So we're going to give you tips on how to childproof your home. And we all have that one hard to buy for person on our holiday shopping list. And if you're still scratching your head, we're going to talk to the editor of Consumers Digest. He'll be here with some tips about the best home gadgets on the market. And this hour, we're giving away the twist handheld shower head from Moen, which places four different spray patterns at your fingertips. It's a great prize. It's worth 65 bucks. Going to go out to one caller that reaches us with their home improvement question. So give us a call right now. The number is 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? All right. Pete from Iowa is on the line about a leak in the basement. Tell us what's going on. Well, we, uh, it's actually happened a couple of times. We've lost carpet once, but uh, we had some heavy rains, and the sump pump works. Everything works fine, but between the basement floor and the walls, seems like that's where the water's coming up through, and it's weird because uh, probably the biggest amount of water is coming up uh, right below where the garage floor is. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is an easy problem to solve. We just need to figure out what's wrong with your outside drainage conditions. And what's suddenly different. You know, do you have gutters on the house and downspouts? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we have downspouts, and they go out uh, about 12 feet well, all the way around. So. It's possible, since you say that the basement's been dry for 15 years and this is new with rainfall, that maybe one of your downspouts has become either disconnected or is clogged, and it's causing that water to either overflow or gather or not move to the place it's supposed to, because that's exactly what happened at my house. We had a clogged downspout. I didn't realize it, and we ended up with a flooded basement. Once that was solved, everything was dry again. The second thing to take a look at is the grating on the outside of the house. And I realize that, you know, you say it's coming from where the garage floor is, but just mind the fact that... Uh, oh, it can travel. It can travel. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it can travel quite successfully and mysteriously, too. So it can show up. I've seen, I've seen uh, rain, uh, I've seen problems with drainage result in little geysers in the middle of basement floors. And mm-hmm. once you fix some grating or gutter issue, it totally goes away. So you need to be mindful of the grading at the outside of the foundation perimeter of the house. Soil can settle over the years. Walks can settle. If there's anything that's allowing water or trapping water against the house or not letting it run away, that's going to be a contributing factor. But the good news is that this is happening absolutely consistent with heavy rainfall. So, so we need to figure else. out what's wrong with the drainage. 
If you told me this was happening inconsistently with rainfall or heavy snow melt, that would be another issue. But because it rains, it leaks, it rains, it leaks, there's something wrong with the exterior drainage, and you just need to get to the bottom of it, and it'll go away. Okay, great. Well, very good. Thanks for the help. You're very welcome, Pete. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Marion, George is looking for a helping hand with her home renovation. What can we do for you? Do you have any information on grants or loans for home renovations? And I thought I heard you a few weeks ago mention a 1% loan hmm. for I'm home not renovations. Sure what that is. But, but I will tell you that HUD has a number of programs uh, in the Georgia area uh, for different types of home repair and home renovation loans. Mm-hmm. Or grants even. Um, yeah, and HUD is the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, and they've got a really great website. It's hud.gov, but if you do a little bit more investigating, once you get onto their site, you'll see that they have a program called the City Development Block Grant or Community Development Block Grant, CDBG, and there's actually a contact in Atlanta, and they're so kind to give us her name and phone number, and I'd be happy to share that with you, and it, it could be a start. All right, good. All right. Do you have a pen and paper? Yes, I do. All right, her name, and she's going to be so happy that we're announcing this. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> her name is Miss Jocelyn Ross, and she is the director for the Office of Grants Management for Atlanta. Oh, and good. You can reach her directly at 404 330 6112. Oh, wonderful. That's 404 330 6112. Jocelyn Ross. Mm-hmm. I say give her a buzz on, you know, first thing in the morning and see and what she says. Tell her that Tom and Leslie said hello. <laughs> oh, all right. I certainly will. That's all wonderful. Right. All right. Good luck with that project, Mary. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for being there. I love your program. Thank you, Mary. Have a great day. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair, your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, if not properly maintained, your chimney could become a big fire hazard this holiday season. We'll tell you how to keep it working and safe after this. Uh, I'll take uh, ways to lose money at 1000 This phrase for a house that keeps needing costly repairs is also the name of a home improvement radio show. Alex. What is a money pit? Good. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 888-MONEY-PIT. If you do, one caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win the new Twist handheld shower from Moen. Now, with the Twist, you can switch between four different spray patterns simply with your thumb. You can go from Immerse, which is kind of an invigorating spray, to Soothe, which is a heavy mist. It installs in minutes. It's got a design that's going to coordinate with any bathroom style. Now, the Twist handheld shower from Moen is available at Home Depot, but you could win one right now if you pick up the phone and call us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, some of your favorite holiday memories are often made while you and your family are sitting around a cozy fire in your fireplace, but a neglected chimney could result in a disaster. Chimney fires, they are one of the most dangerous types of household fires, and they're fueled by a dirty chimney. Now, in there, temperatures can reach 2,000 degrees and destroy an entire home in a flash. 
The chimney is essentially a vent pipe that allows hot exhaust gases to pass safely through your home. So whether you've got a brick or metal chimney, both can present problems if you do not properly maintain them. That's right. And here's why. You know, when wood burns, it sends residue up the chimney. And when that mixes with the condensation, you get creosote, which is incredibly difficult to clean. So it's best to leave that job to a professional chimney sweep. Now, you also want to inspect the structure of your chimney. You can look outside to see if it appears to be leaning or separating from the house. You can use binoculars to look for cracks, to look for loose bricks, or to check for any vegetation that might have grown around it or even in it, because that can block the flu. Now, if you want more detailed instruction on how to keep your chimney safe, all you've got to do is go to our website. That's moneypit.com and search chimney repair and cleaning. John in Minnesota, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Well, hi, Leslie. Hi, Tom. Uh, I have a question about a friend's home that has a wood foundation. A wood foundation? A wood foundation. Wow. And above grade you can see a dimpled membrane that was nailed in place. And over a period of time, this membrane has been compromised due to the landscaping that's around the house. I believe it's settled, and it's pulling this membrane downward away from underneath the siding. And in doing so, it's cracked and broken, and it's just uh, not in good condition. What's the membrane made out of? uh, It's like a... It's like a plastic-type material. It's covering the foundation, or it's underneath the siding, or both? Uh, Both. It was uh, installed so that the siding laps over the top of the membrane. Right. And it's nailed in place to what looks like just plywood, I believe, is the outer part of the foundation. Huh. Yeah, that's very interesting, John. I I can't for the life of me imagine what this looks like. I'd like to suggest that you go to moneypit.com and go to the community section and then post a photo of it right there. You can actually create a question, attach some photos of it, and let's have a look. And uh, between uh, Leslie, myself, and the rest of the community, we ought to be able to get to the bottom of it because it sounds like a pretty unique situation and not one that you would see every day. I agree. It is very unique, and it's got me baffled, and I want to help them out and do the right thing and not just put a Band-Aid on it. All right, well, let's take a look at it together, and we'll see what we can do. All right. Well, I've got a few photos. I'll send them off. And All right, John. Uh, Thanks for your show. I'm a, a podcast listener and don't have it on the radio, but I catch you all the time. and. Uh, helped me out of a few jams already, so thanks for the show. All right. Well, we're happy to hear that, John. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit, and we'll look forward to uh, taking a look at those uh, images on the community section. All right. Suzette and George is calling in with a window issue. Tell us what's going on at your Money Pit. Hi. Um, we have double-hung windows. Um, I think that's what they call, they're called. They open from the top and the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're also double pane, so they're supposed to be greatly insulated, right? Um, but every time the wind blows a bit, probably every month or so, we have to check them because they they drop or sag at the bottom some. I mean, at the top. Um, they'll, like, fall down a little bit. And I don't know if we should correct that with maybe the latches. Well, don't you have a sash lock between yeah, the don't two? Don't you keep them locked? There, there are two on either side of the window, but they're not catching tight enough. Okay. So you need to adjust the window to get it to catch. Because okay. those windows, you know, may not stay up with a good strong breeze and a lot of rattling. They may fall down a little bit in their track. So you need to figure out what's wrong with the window to adjust it to get that to work. So you could have a shifting of the window or, or maybe it's not closing squarely. 
but you need to use those latches. Otherwise, the windows will never, you know, completely close. Nor will they be energy efficient. Right. Okay. So adjust them, meaning move them closer. No, it means actually, you know, adjust the window so that they will lock. You know, maybe you need to get a handyman to help you with this, but it shouldn't be that big of a deal. And they should be a little bit tight because when you latch them, they actually press the top of the window into the head jam and the bottom of the window into the sill. Which creates the energy-efficient seal, which keeps the windows efficient and keeps, exactly. you know, the, the breezes out. Okay. Well, great. That should help me a lot because I, I hope to save some money this winter doing those kinds of things around here. And that here. must be why your heating bills are so expensive because they're getting a lot of drafts in around those windows. If you get a real tight seal, um, that will make a big difference. Jim in Tennessee is on the line looking to heat a vacation home. Tell us where it is and when we can come over. Yeah, oh, good. I would like to have you. You're welcome anytime. It will be in the, across the Virginia line. I'm in Tennessee, but just across the Virginia line. Um, this cabin that I want to build, I won't be there, you know, year-round. And we have, of course, cold weather here. I'm thinking about the radiant heat in the floor. And I'd like okay. your recommendation as to what you all think would be best. So you're building it from scratch, and it's going to have a concrete floor or a wood floor? No, I, no, it will be a crawl space underneath, okay. uh, uh, high enough that you won't have to uh, bend over, you know, to get in underneath. Sure. So it's well, I think, I think a PEX floor would be awesome. Hydronic heat with PEX, cross-link polyethylene piping. That is really popular right now. It's pretty easy to install. It would go up underneath the subfloor and heat up from there. Or there's a type of PEX where it can be laid into a special sort of carved out version of the subfloor, and then it's installed from the top down. But either way, that's a great system, very warm, very comfortable, and you just can't get any better than radiant heat in the floor. Yes, yes. Um, I have the, the package that I received from these people, radiant heat, Company okay. is uh, 2004, so I wonder if there's been any changes that long back. Hey, Jim, are you on a speakerphone? No, I, I'm, I'm not, no. Okay, you're really echoey. Now, that's what I thought. The other lady said that she didn't pick it up. I'm in a restaurant, Tom, and I've had to walk into the bathroom to get away from all the noise. So, well, we, we appreciate your commitment to your project. <laughs> that explains it now, Jim. Yeah. All right, so the, the contract that you're dealing with uh, is... Has 2004 uh, specifications. Yeah. Right. That might be a little bit old <laughs> because That's things have I changed. Thought. I thought I might call these people to get uh, a new yeah. uh, stuff to date. Yeah, t the technology has changed quite a bit, and what you want to do is you want to install PEX piping. That's brand new. It's been out a few years now, uh, and it works really, really well, and I think you're going to be very happy, Jim. Thank you so much. I enjoy your all's program. I listen every Sunday. All right. Thanks so much, Thanks, Jim. Jim. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit, and we'll let you get on back to dinner now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm amazed. Not a flush. Not a flush. Very good. <laughs> Linda in Michigan's having an issue with a drafty door. Tell us what's going on. Well, I have these French doors. I actually have two of them, the, and. They've been in there like maybe 10 years, but we always have a draft that blows through the door. Mm -hmm. We have put new weather stripping on. We've tried adjusting the latches, and no matter what you do, you always have wind blow in the door like, you know, how it closes where the right. where the door handle is. It mm -hmm. blows wind through there the entire winter. Yep. 
Well, I will tell you that a double door is one of the most difficult to uh, to draft proof. And you know, generally Anderson makes a good product, but if it's an older door, it's and if the house has shifted and it's not perfectly square, then that could be part of the problem. Have you really looked at the alignment on this? Um, it has done it since it was in, since the yeah. house was built. So I don't know if it was not properly installed. You know, it were to the point where, you know, just take it out. They were expensive doors, but just yes, take them out and mm-hmm. get new ones. Have you reached out to uh, Anderson directly? I have not. I have had a You know, they have with- manufacturer's reps, and they're a pretty responsible company, and they make a good product. Before I give up on it, I'd reach out to them directly and see if uh, – they're willing to come take a look at it because they have reps that are on the road all over the country all the time. And it may very well be that there's an insulation problem they could identify for you that you're not aware of and, and fix it. That's a really great idea. I will I will definitely do that. I will right, look them up and see if somebody can come out and look at it. I've had professional door people come look at it. and but The problem there is that they're just going to try to sell you a new door. Well, at this point, I need a new door because the house is always cold because there's always a draft coming through. Yeah, I would definitely go straight to Anderson. I bet they've got a solution there. Yes, I will do that. I will I will get a hold of them and see if somebody will come take a look at it. I, All right. I really appreciate that. I appreciate your help. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Lee and Georgia is tackling some construction projects. How can we lend a hand? Ma'am, I'm building a deck that's 13 feet high from the ground, 24 by 36. I was wondering if you could tell me what can I do to stop water leaking out of it because I'm going to park my car underneath. Yeah, you know, Lee, it's actually called Deck Drain, and their website is deckdrain.com, and that's D-E-K-D-R-A-I-N. And it's basically a channeling system that gets attached to the joist supports of the decking, so it creates almost like a U-shaped barrier in between each joist on the support system for your deck. So as water comes through, it sort of goes into this channel system and then drains away into sort of one collection gutter, if you will. Oh, Okay. I never knew that. Thanks a lot. You're welcome, Lee. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Are you still looking for that perfect gift for someone on your holiday list? Or maybe even yourself? Hey, why not? Treat yourself this time of year, too. Well, Corey Keeker, the editor of Consumer's Digest, is up next with their recommendations, and he's going to tell us about some home appliances that just might solve your gifting problem. 888-MONEY-PIT Pit is brought to you by Skill, and now you can easily cut through the most difficult projects with ease with the power cutter from Skill. With powerful lithium-ion technology and an auto sharp blade system, Skill's lightweight power cutter will soon become your favorite tool too. The Skill Power Cutter. It cuts just about anything. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler, and I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, this time of year, many of us are shopping for small home appliances and tools as holiday gifts. And if this is you, we've got a treat in store. Consumers Digest is on the cutting edge of innovations in this space. And senior editor Corey Keeker joins us now with their take on new and innovative products. Welcome, Corey. Hey, thanks. Great to be here. 
Corey, a lot of our listeners are avid DIYers. What are you seeing new in the uh, power tool space? Let's start there. Lately, we're seeing a lot of power tools that are lighter and smaller and more compact, and uh, they generate more torque than they used to before, so you can uh, do a lot more with them. And yeah, get a lot more, a little more done, right? Yeah. And what about brushless motors? There seem to be more and more of those on the market. They're um, more expensive. They have less torque, but the batteries last longer, don't they? Yeah, the batteries last about 20 times as long because they have uh, less friction that eats up the energy. They're pretty interesting little tools. And what about LED lighting? I mean, I think it's fascinating. On all of these handheld power tools, you're seeing so many innovations with lighting that really make it so much more user-friendly, right? Correct. I think one-third of all cordless drills now have LED lighting, maybe two or three lights. So if you're underneath something or if you're in a small corner, you can really see well. Now, Corey, I've heard that there are a lot of really great innovations in the home sort of cooking gadget area. Can you tell us about it? Because this time of year, we all take out those food processors and the blenders, and we're really using them with all these holiday parties, so it's great to hear what's new. Blenders is really interesting lately. There's a company called Ninja, which has a new blender that has a uh, stem in the inside, and the blades run alongside the stem, so it pretty much vaporizes whatever you're blending rather than um, your stuff getting stuck at the bottom where the blades usually are. That's cool, and I see you also are featuring a, uh, a mixer beater that's got flexible strips that scrape the mixture off the side of the bowl. Cool idea, but it uh, can be very disappointing for all those small children that want to lick the bowl uh, you know, while the cake is being made. Yeah, and those beaters are pretty, um, they're not very rigid, so if you're mixing a bread dough or a cookie dough, they might collapse or get stuck in the dough. But if you're making a pie batter or pudding or something, it works pretty well. You know, what about food processors? This time of year, I'm making pie crusts and pet brisee for quiches. But the blades, I know I shouldn't be, but they make me nervous. You know, they're separate, reaching in there. Has anything changed in the food processor market? Yeah, actually, KitchenAid just introduced a processor with a blade that you can adjust from the outside of the machine. So um, instead of reaching into your food, you can stand the outside of your machine and adjust the uh, width what speed you're cutting up your tomato with. That's pretty cool. So if it's not, it doesn't look like it's working well, you can tweak it without having to open the machine all the way up, change out the blade, get all the dricky goo all over the kitchen counter and so on. Exactly. Corey Keeker, the Senior Editor for Consumer's Digest, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Great to be here. For more tips, you can log on to ConsumersDigest.com. Well, the holidays are a very special time of year for children, but it can also be a dangerous one if your home is not properly childproof. We're going to have tips next. Live in a body pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by ODL's Add-on Blinds. Enclosed behind tempered glass, they eliminate the need for dusting and exposed cords, both problems with traditional blinds. Plus, they easily install over your existing entry glass. Visit www.odl.com to learn more. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number here is 888-MONEY-PIT. Now, one caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win the brand new Moen Twist handheld shower. It's a really unique shower head because it allows you to change between four totally different spray patterns with one hand. And the shower head simply swivels around the handle with a push of your thumb. That's right. It's also very easy to install. It looks great with any existing bath decor, and it would make a great gift for that hardworking honey in your life. 
It's available at the Home Depot. It's worth about $65, but you could win one right now if you pick up the phone and call us at 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Well, whether you have children or you're expecting children to visit your home over the holidays, it's really important to childproof for this time of year. Now, pediatricians, they report that this is a really busy time when they're treating kids because they get hurt a lot at home. One big hazard is the tree. It's gorgeous. It's sparkly. There's a lot of fun stuff on it, and it's a huge tip-over risk. Now, you can either secure it to the wall with an eye hook and some twine, or you can keep it blocked off with a child gate. And if you think ornaments are attractive... Imagine how inviting they look to that toddler. Every year, emergency rooms around the country treat kids because they've taken a bite out of an ornament. So hang them higher on the tree. Buy, you know, not-so-tasty-looking ones for the lower portion of the tree. (laughs) Better yet, get break-proof ones. And please don't buy any that look like food. Good point. Now, wrapping paper, ribbons, and bows also can present a choking hazard to kids and, of course, a trip hazard for you as well. So it's best to throw them out immediately. This also is a good time of year to make sure that your television is secure and can't tip over. And don't put your television on anything other than the furniture that is specifically designed to hold it securely in place. Finally, be careful with toxic plants like poinsettias and mistletoe to make sure your holiday is safe and emergency room free. 888-666-3974 is the telephone number to reach us. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. Robert and George is calling in with an insulation question. What can we do for you? Well, we need a little bit of information from you. I've got a uh, 1970s era house, uh, so it's uh, two-by-four construction over old and old insulation. Uh, okay. Just regular pad-faced insulation. I've got a north wall and a south wall. But the problem is, is I'm up here about uh, 1,000 foot in the low Appalachians, so I have a half-heating, half-cooling situation. I am literally right on the line, if you look at the maps, of where they say put the vapor barrier inside and put it outside. Okay. What I want to do is replace the cedar siding with new cedar. I really don't like the plastic look of the hardy plank and all of that. Okay. So I'm going to have the wall open. I'm going to have all of the panels, the openings of the 2x4 available to me. Exposed from the outside, okay. Right. So my question is, what's the optimum way to re-insulate and vapor barrier me? And do I just put the insulation pads into the 2x4 and then cover that with plywood as a seal and then put a half-inch foam board over top of that and then the cedar or what? Well, here's what I would do. I would Insulate in between the the uh, stud bays with uh, as much insulation as they'll properly hold. So if they're if it's two by fours, and that's going to be three and a half inches of insulation, uh, and then I would resheathe it because you need the sheathing to, to to hold the structure in place. Over the sheathing, I would put uh, Tyvek, and then over the Tyvek you can put the foam. Um, the 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 thing is though, when you attach the cedar shingles, if you look at the installation instructions in cedar. Um, you probably want to put those on furring strips. You want to have some airspace. Well, this would be this would be a uh, a cedar board, so it would be. Uh, oh, oh, you mean like a clabbered? Like a hardy plank. Right. You mean like, right. like clabbered? Yeah, he yep. means cedar clabbered. Okay, so then that I believe you can put it right on top of the of the uh, foam sheathing. Okay, so then the nailing 
would go uh, through the right cedar. through. Right, and make sure you use stainless nails, or you're going to get black spots all around the heads. So the uh, rules of the game, uh, far north, far south, about vapor barrier, that's picked up with Tyvek over top of the sheathing. That's correct. Because you insulation, and then I've got in, I've got that really kind yeah, of in the middle. That's right, and it's vapor permeable too. So I mean, it's you're not going to trap moisture; it will move freely in between the way it needs to. Is that going to be good for the north side as well, where I don't? Get yeah, I would do the whole, I would do all sides the same way. Now, what happens where I have the brick? Not the brick, but the uh, field stone across the front that you just sort of... Well, with the field stone across the front, you're not going to do anything with that. If you want to insulate that space, you can do it from the inside. You might want to think about uh, using blown-in in a place like that. I mean, a lot of the home centers will rent the equipment today where you could just drill one hole up high, one hole down low, and use a, a blown-in fiberglass or a blown-in cellulose. Which wouldn't work real well if there is even a little bit of the old insulation panels. Well, if you've got old insulation in there, then you're correct. It will not work well. But you know what? The most important insulation from, from an energy savings perspective is what's in the ceiling. So the walls are important, but don't get crazy over them. Make sure you've got a good 15 or 20 inches in that ceiling. That's going to do the best job possible at keeping your energy bills down. Yeah, I've got uh, 12 uh, up there, and then I've got uh, reflective uh, stuff below the uh, shingles. Okay, well, good luck with that project. I do appreciate you. Thanks, sir. All right, now we've got Francis from North Dakota on the line calling in about grading for our basement. What can we do for you? Hi, yes, I have an older home, and I have a large pine tree in the front yard, and I was wondering if it would be okay to put more soil around the uh, foundation of the home to grade it down to the curb of the street. Well, it's always a good idea to have positive drainage away from the foundation perimeter. And if you're going to add soil and you're adding soil to improve your drainage, you want to add clean filter, not topsoil, because topsoil will hold a lot of water. And just give you more moisture yeah. in that basement. Yeah, it's designed for planting. But, you know, clean filter, that would be the hot ticket, and it's the least expensive way. And then after you're done with the grading, you can add a little bit of topsoil just to support some grass or or some stone or whatever else you want to put on top of it. But you you build it up with the clean fill first. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for your program. I listen to you all the time. You're very welcome, Francis. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right. We've got Norm who's dealing with some concrete issues. Tell us what's going on. Hi, guys. Yeah, I've got a circular driveway in the front of my uh, house, and we've developed some cracks. Uh, unfortunately, when the weather gets cold here, we get... Uh, water in those cracks, of course, the ice forms and makes the cracks wider. And I'd like some advice on what I should do to seal those cracks so they don't get worse. Hmm. Now, these are these are cracks in what kind of a surface, again? It's, it's concrete. It's a concrete driveway. It's I guess it's six inches uh, deep, um, and it's a circular driveway. And we have expansion okay. joints in the driveway. Mm -hmm. uh, what you want to use is an, is an, uh, uh, there's an epoxy patching compound that you can use. And you'll essentially be filling these in. You have to clean them out really well first. But the epoxy is strong enough to bind to both sides of the crack. And stay there. And stay there, yeah, exactly. Should I power wash them out first? Well, now, if you power wash them, you're going to have to wait days. And I mean, you, I do mean days for them to get really dry again. Okay. Because you've got to remember, concrete's very, very absorbent. Sure. So it'll stay very saturated. 
that's the kind of project that if you're doing like on a spring or summer day where you can really bake in the sun for a while, you'd have a chance of getting it dry enough. I don't think you have to go that that route as long as you can just make it reasonably broom clean. There's no dirt, and, and you, know, you can run a wet dry vacuum over it, kind of suck out what's there, and try to get it real clean. You should be good enough to uh, be able to apply the compound. Any specific epoxy that you might recommend? Um, there's a site called Abatron, A B A T R O N, that uh, makes a whole bunch of concrete repair products. Yeah, pretty much a ton of right products for the and job. And you could find it there. Good deal. Love your show. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up next, you may be used to seeing warranties on appliances, but what about getting a warranty on your entire home? Ever wonder if home warranties are a total waste of money? We'll tell you after this. You live in a Money Pit. Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, your trusted name in quality hand tools. To learn more about their complete line of quality tools and everything for your toolbox, visit stanleytools.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, I hope you're excited because forecasters, they say this is going to be a stormy winter. So get ready. Yay! (laughs) Are you prepared, though? I mean, there's going to be a lot of power outages. So why not head on over now to moneypit.com and search power outage for the damage a power loss can actually cause. And we're going to give you some tips on avoiding disaster. That's all at moneypit.com. Search power outage. And while you're online, you can post your question to us in the Money Pit community section. And that's what Larry did in Arizona. Larry says, our house was built in the 1960s. We just purchased a new furnace slash air conditioner with its own warranty. I've got a new water heater and just redid the whole kitchen with new appliances, including a washer and a dryer. And we also had a new roof with its own warranty installed. My question is this. Currently, we pay over $700 a year for a whole home warranty that also covers many of the same items. Is it worth renewing? Well, in your case, Larry, no. And frankly, in most cases, no. I think home warranties, the whole home warranties are only good if you have a warranty product that doesn't expire based on the age of the appliance. So like if you have a warranty that says it only covers a furnace if it's 15 years old or younger, it's useless to me. If you have one that is not going to exclude older appliances and you happen to have a lot of older appliances, then it's probably a good idea. If you have a lot of new stuff like you do, it's definitely a waste of money. And whatever you do, if you're going to buy one of these home warranties, read it very, very carefully because there's a lot of fine print. Yeah, you know, Larry, you kind of got to think of a home warranty very similar to an appliance warranty. The companies that sell them... They're in it to make money. You have to really look at all of the fine print and find out if this is going to be something that's beneficial to you. You know, for the money that you're paying for that whole home warranty, you might as well just put away a couple of bucks a month, you know, into some sort of home improvement fund, make it a special account just for that. This way you can use it in the event of an emergency and you'll probably save money in the long run. Well, it's the time of year when many people are buying Christmas trees. But will you go with a fresh or a fake tree? Leslie's got some tips on how to choose and care for your tree in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. Who doesn't love the smell of a fresh tree in their home? 
I know, I love it. We've had ours up since the day after Thanksgiving because you've got to get the most use out of it. Seriously, you got to get the bang for your buck. And you know, live trees can keep the air in your home clean. You can use them for mulch when you're done and help your local economy if you buy a tree from a nearby farm. Now, the downside of a live tree is that you have to deal with all those needles that are going to end up everywhere. You'll be finding them in the summer, I promise. And you also have a huge fire risk if you don't keep your tree properly watered. So to keep it alive, you need lots and lots of water and only water. Now, putting aspirin in the stand or any other old wives' tale type of solution, they're really just not going to work. Now, if you find yourself to be an artificial tree kind of person, that's great. They're awesome. You can reuse them year after year. And I've got to tell you, some of those artificial trees that we're seeing out in the market today, they look just like the real thing. And it's kind of getting hard to tell the difference. Now, they're not a big fire risk and you don't have to worry about allergies or sap. The downside, you have to have the space to store them. And there is the time consideration, you know, for putting them together, taking them apart. But there are some beautiful options out there. Whatever you decide, have a holly jolly holiday and enjoy your tree. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming up next week on the program, we're going to talk about warm feet and cold winter mornings. They don't always mix, but you can have a warm floor and warm tootsies if you have radiant heat. We're going to teach you about the sufficient way to heat your home on the next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 